Hey, good morning. Good morning. Um, let's get into Third John again, uh, please. Uh, Third John, I was corrected uh, last week. It's not only the shortest book in the New Testament. Thank you, Matthew. It's the shortest book in the whole Bible, right? Uh, 219 words, I looked it up. Second John, second shortest, 245 words. Philemon, 335. And then the Old Testament shortest book is, anybody know? No? Obadiah. Obadiah, 440 words. So it's a short book, but there's a lot of stuff packed in here, believe me. So, so uh, uh, John is writing this very warm and personal letter to this guy named Gaius. A very common name back then, and, and it's like this dear beloved friend. And John, so John's writing, it's important to him. Relationships are important. Friendships are important. And, and that's kind of what uh, I was talking about uh, with Brian. But, but John brings it out that, you know, the friendship is based around Jesus, our common faith. And that's the truth, the truth that we have in Jesus. We do need friends, right? Do you need friends? Yep. Not me. I'm tough. I'm going to tough it out. I don't need no friends. But, but we do. We need those relationships. And, and uh, he, was, he was giving testimony of the fact that, you know, he even found them on the ship. Of course, uh, you know, on an on a aircraft carrier, how many people are on there? 5,000 people. I mean, that's, that's like a small town here in Rhode Island. And so, you know, a lot of people on there, there's, there's got to be a percentage of believers on there. And, and so, but we need each other. And John, John says for his friend, what did he do? He prayed for him. He prayed, number one, he prayed for Gaius to have good health. And it's important to pray for one another through all the challenges we face in these bodies because they're, they're, you know, they're breaking down and we need to pray for each other. And secondly, he prayed what? That all would go well with him, that he would prosper, that he would have a good journey. And so that's what he prayed. And, and uh, then thirdly, he talked about his soul condition. Uh, interesting, uh, we have friends. I joke about that with sometimes people said, yeah, my friend told me. And I said, you have a friend? <laughs> but we have friends. And um, you're supposed to say, you have friends? Friends? There you go. Uh, we have friends in England because we lived in England for about three years, and we made some really sweet friends there back in 1980. Uh, we went there when Anthony was only um, weeks old. And, but, but we got uh, a little message uh, last Sunday from... A couple there, their names are John and Rachel. They don't know that I'm going to read this. They, but they watch our service sometimes. And that's interesting. But this is what they said. Hi, Richard and Paula. I always went by Richard before. Now I'm rich. Spiritually. She said, uh, Rachel wrote this, Beloved friends, I've just listened to your lovely service from yesterday. Thank you. We do know a Gaius. I guess I know somebody who's named Gaius. 
Even though we are on different sides of the pond, our love for Jesus binds us together with prayers. Forever faithful friends, you are both our encouragers. And when we meet, we just pick up where we left off. Love and prayers for you and your family. God bless you always, Rachel. Isn't that sweet? It, it, just, it, you know, it just confirms you know, what John is writing about is so true. What, bind, what, what binds us together with them is our faith in Jesus and, and common prayer and, and this relationship. So, so John referred, as, as it says there in number three, you know, about, about Gaius' soul that the others would go along with how his soul was going along. And, and uh, it, you know, I talked a little bit last week about how important the health of our souls are. It's probably more important, well, not probably, it is more important than the health of our bodies, right? The health of our soul. Sometimes we, you know, we go to the gym, we work out, we do all kinds of stuff, but, but we're not doing anything for our souls, and we wonder why, you know, spiritually we're just weak and, and barely getting along. So we need to be in the Word. We need to be active. We need to be pure. These are from Warren Wearsby. We need to rest in the Lord, and we need to have that spiritual balance. So friends are very, very important. But who's the most important friend that we can have? And Val's going to now give us a, a rendition of an old hymn. Go ahead, Val. <laughs> she's, de- she's decided to back down. Of course, she didn't know I was going to say that to her. What a friend we have in Jesus. She said we should have sang it last week, and we probably should have. How many of you remember that song? It's a beautiful song, yes. Yeah, so most of you know it, so we'll sing it uh, sometime. What a friend we have in Jesus, the friend who will never, never, never let us down. And we have a friend that sticks closer than a, than a brother. So today we're going to move on from there and we're going to talk about testimony and, and really what I've called the testimony of truth. That it's not just words, it's more than that. And we're going to see that in, in uh, what we read today. The testimony, what is your testimony? What is my testimony? And, and it should be a testimony of truth. Let, let's look at uh, 3 John uh, verses 4 and 5. He says, I have no greater joy, excuse me, 3 and 4. It, great, it gave me great joy to have some brothers come and tell about your faithfulness to the truth and how you continue to walk in the truth. I have no greater joy than to hear that my children are walking in the truth. John says, you know, it just it gave me such great joy when I heard this testimony. Not just a little bit of joy, but a lot of joy. What, what made him so joyful? What made him so happy? It was this testimony about this man Gaius that he'd heard. Some guys had came. He said some brothers, they came and they were telling about what they saw and heard, the testimony of Gaius. In 2 John, uh, we, we read that John says that uh, to be face-to-face is what would give him joy and complete his joy, fill him up. And, and, I, and I've still been thinking about that a lot, you know, this idea of that being face-to-face with each other is so important. 
The other things are good. You know, other types of communication and, and media are good, but being face-to-face -face where you can actually look into one another's eyes, hear what one another is actually saying, you hear the inflection of their voices, the tone of their voice, it, 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 there's something about it. But it gave, it, uh, John said, you know, that, that our joy would be complete, it would be filled up by being face to face. And here he's saying, but I heard, I heard about it. And what does it, it say? He said, some brothers, they came and they told. They testified is the actual word. They, the brothers, they came from where Gaius lived. They came in, and they were with John and they told him about this guy, Gaius. They were a witness of what? What does it say? They came and told about his faithfulness to the truth and how he continued to walk in the truth. This word testify means uh, to be a witness, to affirm what one has seen and heard. So they came and they came to John and they said, this is what we saw and this is what we heard. And those are both important now. What we saw and what we heard. People see it and they hear it. Your life, my life, is a testimony. No matter whether it's good or bad, people can see it, people can hear it. Sometimes, you know, we talk the talk, right? And we can say all kinds of words. But they saw it as well. People see it and they tell others. They talk about you. They talk about me. Well, this is what I heard Rich say, or Richard say. But this is what I also saw in his life. You see, I, Brian didn't know I was going to set him up like this. You know, he, he came up and he talked, right? And he said a lot of words, and he told us a lot of, about what was going on. But, but I have seen in Brian's life the truth. I didn't just hear him talking about it. I've seen it. Otherwise, I would not have asked him to come and talk, really. If someone is just going to talk, 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 and never you don't see any fruit in their lives, I'm not going to have them come up and give their testimony. Why would I? What do we call that? There's a word for that. You say it, but you don't do it. It was a testimony of truth, what they saw and what they heard in this man named Gaius. And you and I, you know, we can put our names in there. People see and they hear from you and from me. What do they see and what do they hear from you and from me? The first thing, there's, there's two things really I want to focus on. Two things, what did they see and they hear? The first one was a testimony of truth. In this testimony of truth was the truth that was in them. Now, the, the more literal translation of those words where it says in, in this version, it says your faithfulness to the truth. The most literal translation is, is this, the truth in you. They saw and they heard the truth in them. The RSV says to the truth of your life. They they testified to that truth. Another version says, your truth. They came and testified to your truth. 
You see, that's where it all starts, where, where we receive the truth into our lives, into our hearts, into our minds. We take the truth into us and then we make it ours. It's my truth. It's not just, you know, some truth that I think about, but it's my truth now, you see. It's the truth that I've taken inside of me, and, and, and how do I do that? Well, they receive the truth. Jesus, it starts with receiving Jesus Christ into our hearts and lives. Jesus said what? He was the way, the truth, and the life. And so when we receive him into our hearts and lives, we, 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 that's where we start. But, but we can't stop there, right? We need to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And how do we do that? Over and over again, what do I always tell you? How do we do it? How do we grow? We get into the Word of God. You, you, we give it a place in our hearts. We give it a place in our lives. Jesus the truth and the Word of truth. We take them into our hearts and lives. So, so we receive Jesus Christ. John says in chapter 1 of the Gospel, all who received Him, that's Jesus, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. We become children of God. But then later, Jesus says this. He says, sanctify them. He's speaking to the Father. Sanctify them by the truth. And then what did he say? Your word is truth. And so for you and I to be set apart, to be sanctified, and Jesus is praying for his disciples. He's saying, set them apart. Make their lives real. How? By the truth. Your word is truth. To take the word of God into our lives. Psalm 1, it says that, you know, the delight, his delight is in the law of the Lord. And on his law, he meditates day and night. And I shared that uh, last week. That's where the prosperity comes from. The soul prosperity. We can focus on a lot of different things and, and do a lot of different things and maybe even become very wealthy and prosperous but if we don't take care of our souls, there's not going to be a lot of soul prosperity. He said he's like a tree planted by streams of water who, which yields its fruit in season, whose, whose leaf does not wither and whatever he does prospers. But I want you to turn back with me uh, to 1 Thessalonians, please. 1 Thessalonians, I don't have you turn into a lot of different scriptures, though. I, you know, it's not a bad thing. It's actually a good thing for you to be able to find your way around the New Testament, find your way around the Old Testament, to know where you're going. Now, if you've got your phone or your pad, you can just go ahead and look it right up. And I get that. I have, I have all that stuff too. But 1 Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 13, this is Paul's testimony of the Thessalonians. Verse 13, he says this, he says, And we also thank God continually, because when you received the word of God, which you heard from us, you accepted it not as the word of men, but as it actually is the word of God, which, get this last part, which is at work in you who believe. You accepted, you received this word, you took it in. You realize that this isn't just a book, you know, that men wrote. And that's, you know, the, the unbeliever, that's the first thing they're going to say. This is just the words of men, of people, you know. 
But, but Paul says this is the word of God. And this word is working in you. This word, it, the word of God is working in you who believe. If you let it. Now, you know, I got this little New Testament and I just put it under my pillow and I sleep on it and, you know, I'm, I, I'm, you know, sleeping on the word and I'm hoping that somehow it'll get from under the pillow into my brain. Does it work that way? No, never going to work that way. Never going to work that way. The Word of God, which is at work in you who believe. You know, I was at the huddle, and I, and I, uh, I had this revelation. I'm going to take a drink. Maybe you wonder about that. But I had this revelation, seriously, about my life being like a roller coaster. How many of you like roller coasters? I, I used to love roller coasters. After this hard thing, I, I kind of like had to back off a little bit because I don't want to die in a roller coaster. <laughs> but a roller coaster is very interesting because, because what do you do? What, what's all, what is a roller coaster all about? Going down and then going up, right? And going down and going up. And, and I, I was kind of seeing my life is kind of like that. You know, I, I go really fast down all of a sudden all of a sudden you're down you don't even, how did i get here so fast cuz roller roller coasters go really fast going down but they don't go so fast going up do this like chink 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 and the you know but eventually you get there right but 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 i was thinking about that and i remember an old song uh, it's called get down how many of you remember that you get down the Lord lifts me up, I get down, the Lord lifts me up. And it's kind of like, it just like happens over and over again. But what lifts me up, and I've said this to you, and I'll say it to you till the day I can't say it anymore, is God uses his word to bring me up every single time. Now, of course, there are other times, but, but God will use people and people's prayers and, and, and praying too. But but 99% of the time, God uses his word to like bring me right back up again. And I go like, wow. I'm not very happy with the roller coaster life, to be honest with you. I wish it could be just like, stay up here, just like all the time up here doing really well. And maybe there are some roller coasters that have a little bit longer, you know, part at the top, so to speak. I don't know if that helps you at all, but the word of God the Word of God. Get the truth in you. Any way you can. We have so many technologies nowadays to get the Word into us, the truth into us, the Word of truth into us, which then can then work on us and help us in this life. It's just unbelievable. In our country, at least, there are places don't even, they don't even have scriptures in their language. They don't have any 
way to hear them. And, and there are men and women who are going out there. They're giving their whole lives up to go to these people to get them the scripture. And we have, you know, 12 different versions. We have, you know, we have it on CD. We have it, you know, on our phone, on the computer, on the television. We have it. And yet we'd rather watch Let's see, what's my favorite show? <laughs> what's your favorite show? I used to go visit my mom, and, you know, she'd have, she'd, she'd have these shows on, uh, you know, sp- what's the one where you spin the the Wheel of Fortune, and then, and then after that it was Jeopardy, right? And she'd, they're back-to-back shows, you always watch those, and if I want to talk to her, I'd have to wait for the commercial and then turn the sound down. Now, let me, can I just talk to you for a second here? We've got a lot of time for a lot of things, but what is going to make a difference is to get the truth in us. The second thing that the testimony was, the truth in you is number one. The second thing was that they were walking in the truth. This is what these brothers came along and they were testifying what they saw and what they heard, that the truth was in them. But not only that, they were walking in the truth. Their lives were actually actively walking in the truth. This word walk, we, we talked about it a few weeks back. I asked you the question, how's your walk? How's my walk? It means to make one's way to live or to conduct one's life. To walk means to live in the truth. I think there's, I think there's also kind of a sense where uh, looking at the word truth, that it's actually true. You know what I mean? It's not just what we say, but it's actually true. We're walking in truth. It's a reality. We're living according to the truth. The, the uh, NLT translates that. Warren Wearsby said, To walk in the truth means to obey it, to, to permit it to control every area of our lives. It's easier to study it or even argue about it than to practice it. True. True but it should affect our lives. Paul said in Ephesians, he said, I say and testify in the Lord that you should no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk in the futility of their mind. In other words, we used to walk that way. We used to walk and live our lives according to the the world and everything about the world. But he says, we're called to a different walk now. We're called to a different life now. And, and that was the testimony of truth that, that these men brought back about this guy, Gaius. We can walk in the ways of the world or we can walk in the truth of God's word. One letter difference, isn't there? World and word. David Guzik said to walk in truth means to walk consistent with the truth you believe. Oh, I believe that. I really believe that. I can say that, but can people see it? Is there consistency with what I say and how I actually live? I like this quote. It says, we may be the only Bible people ever read. It's true. 
We may be the only Bible that people ever read. They're, they're not going to go and look for a Bible, but they're going to see your life. They're going to see my life. And are they seeing and hearing, not just hearing, but seeing uh, something about different about you? Now, words are important, true. We, we need to back up what we say. I mean, back up how we live by what we say, right? And we, we point where? We point to Jesus. I, it, it, I can't take any credit for my life. Uh, other than that, that I surrender to Jesus and I, and, I, and I live for him and I live in his strength and power. But somebody said this, people would rather see a sermon than hear one. And I think that's true of people in the world. They don't want you just to preach to them. Are you going to preach to me now? But if you are living and if I am living there, you know, what does my neighbor hear me say? What does my neighbor see? Oh, I'm a Christian. I love Jesus. And then, they're, then they say or they think, you know, well, I, can, I can see that. Or, or maybe they say, huh? I can't, I can't see that. What do they see and what do they hear? I remember way back I was working in a factory, and, and, and this is going back, you know, like you know, 40 years. Yeah, I was like four and I was, I was working in this factory, and, and uh, you know, I was with uh, the guy I worked with. He said, you know, he went, he, he went to this party, and, and, and this guy I worked with, he's not a believer, but he went to this party, and he said there was a guy there. He said, you know, I, oh, I'm a Christian. I'm a really Christian. And then he's passing the, you know, the joint around and, and joining in the party and with everybody else. And you go, and, and my non-Christian friend is telling me that doesn't add up. I say I'm a Christian, but yet I'm, you know, I'm living like this. I'm shacking up. I'm doing this. I'm, you know, I'm getting wasted. I'm getting drunk. I'm, I'm doing the things that the world does. I'm cheating on everything. And, and, you know, the list goes on. And those are the big things, right? But doesn't it get down to the little things too? The little choices we make? What are we watching on the computer? What are we watching on the TV? Do we, do we have a plan of how we're going to you know, navigate this life and, and all the things of the world, the flesh and the devil, and that warfare that we face. The truth in us and us walking in the truth. These things need to, to both be taking place. And that's what the brothers came and testified about this man Gaius. Verse 4 He says, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children are walking in the truth. Now, Gaius wasn't, I think, you know, one of his biological children, but there was something about Gaius, and, and maybe he was a spiritual child, and, and, and even if he wasn't a convert of Gaius, Certainly there is a sense where John had this, you know, kind of a, a, a pastoral heart for him. And he says, you know, he has a heart of a father for him. And he says, I, there's nothing that gets me more joy than to hear that my children are walking in the truth. Earlier in 1 John, uh, you know, he said, my dear children, and he, and he tells them, I, I write, I'm writing these things to you so you won't sin, but if you do... We have one 
who speaks to the Father in our defense, an advocate, and, and who is that? Jesus, of course, the, the atoning sacrifice, the propitiation for our sins. But John, you know, he, he cared for this man, and, and, but he got great joy from this testimony that came to him uh, of, of this guy, Gaius, and, and I'm sure others as well in the, the church, the congregation where Gaius was. Something about caring for your kids, isn't, isn't it? You know, we, we kind of love to brag on our kids. That's normal. And it's probably good. You know, I can remember, you know, our kids, my, you know, my son was on the basketball team at, at you know, the school and everything. And, and you know, uh, to be honest with you, they were not that good. But that was my kid out there. And, you know, we're cheering like, like nobody's business and whatever. And, and lose, win or lose, it doesn't matter. That's my, that's my kid out there. We brag on our kids. You know, my Johnny, he's a doctor now. He's making all kinds of money. You know, someone was telling me, you know, the other day, oh, you know, my son, he, he, he's got this business he's building now. And, and, and he's going to, you know, make a lot of money on that business. Sad to say, I, I don't even want to go into what the business is, but it's not something I would, I would think is a good business. It's legal, maybe, but not good. Oh, my Susie, she's a famous singer now. My Billy, he, he's a CEO. You know, my, my Anthony, he's going to be a PhD if he ever finishes. Ouch. So I got to call him doctor now? But what really matters is that stuff. I mean, that stuff, that's not all bad stuff, right? That's, that's good. And I'll continue to brag on my kids. But what really matters, what really is important is that they're walking in the truth. In the end, that's what is important. That's the testimony that you and I want to have. That we're walking in the truth. We got the truth in us, and we're walking in the truth. People can see it, they hear it. That was, that was John's greatest joy. He says, he says, I have no greater joy than, than to hear that. One man said this what a thrill to see one's spiritual children going on for the Lord from grace to grace. From grace to grace. So, what's my testimony? What's your testimony? What I say and what I live. And you know what? That brings joy. That's what we see here in these verses. Let's pray together, shall we? Our gracious God... Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for uh, the testimony that this man, Gaius, what people saw, what people heard, and how they shared it, they spoke about it, and, and how John was just so overjoyed by what he heard about this testimony. Father, I, I can't help but apply it to my own life and 
and say, what, what does my neighbor see? What does he hear? My kids, my grandkids, what do they see and what do they hear? When I'm driving on the highway and I get angry at some crazy driver. At the store, at school, at work, what do people see, what do they hear? Lord, I pray your word would get deep into our hearts and minds and work in us. The word of God, your words. Thank you that we have your word. Thank you that it's, at this point in time, it's free. It's available. May we never, never take it for granted. What we have, the blessings that we have in our country, in our, in our society, the, the freedoms that we have as they are quickly eroding. May we not take them for granted and take time. Cause me to hear your loving kindness in the morning. For in you do I trust, the psalmist wrote. Lord, I, I pray and as well for any that have never received Jesus Christ as the truth, the way, the truth, and the life. That today is a good day for that. Today is a day you can begin your life. God is doing something in your life, maybe, as we heard from Brian. And, and you just need to open your heart and life and let Jesus Christ come in. And he will change you. He will work in you. He will do an incredible work. And not only that, he'll give you eternal life. Just let him in. Pray, Jesus, please come into my life, my heart, my mind, my soul. In Jesus' name, amen.